the morning after, the movies. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Uncensored, spoiler-filled movie reviews and fun only available at xrock.com. I'm gonna scissor kick you in the back of the head. Movie time. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being until you... Pissed! Blood! Starts now. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. Season five, episode three of Morning After the Movies podcast. And we're featuring an Amazon Prime original, Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan as uh, John Clark or uh, a different John. We're not even in the spoiler section yet. And already you're it's, giving away the, his name. The book's been out for about 30 years. So Yeah, but still, nobody reads books. You know this as well as I do. It's based on... John Kelly, man. They're on John. They're on John. They're all John's. Uh, that, uh, but it's a, based on a Tom Clancy uh, novel from, from many, many years ago. And um, just another iteration of the Jack Ryan era of uh, books for Tom Clancy. So uh, let's, uh, I don't know, let's have Randy go first. Oh, Randy, what Randy. do you think about Without Remorse? Well, um, I have questions that will come later in the spoilers, but this was tough. These aren't typically my kind of movies, I guess you could say, but I I like Michael B. Jordan, big fan. That's why I, the first time I ever saw him was in Friday Night Lights. That's why I have my background and thought he was awesome at that. This was before he's like a big megastar, right? Uh, and the sexiest man alive or whatever award that he got recently but anyways so big fan of him um tom clancy i've played some of his video games before i guess you could say or things that were based on his video games so i don't know a whole lot about him either um there's a lot of stuff in here that i enjoyed but a lot of stuff that i thought was um not wouldn't happen wouldn't actually happen. it was un unbelievable on some of some sense i guess you could say so um plot line boy kind of goes all over the place gets a little crazy a lot of twists and turns some are maybe a little bit predictable some not so much the guy who thinks the bad guy i guess is not the bad guy but again i don't want to spoil too much so i don't know i don't really know what to base this off of i have nothing to compare it to other than just a movie that was on amazon prime yeah that's that's exactly what you're supposed to do yeah I, nothing has to have like a background build-up to everything randy like i mean i feel like you're doing with us all these movies did, like you need to know something about it going in but just take it for face value did you as a movie. did you watch the all of the couple. other tom clancy movies to get ready for this no See, that's, what <laughs> no but you're not supposed to jack that's, ryan doesn't come up in any of these part movies so you're okay this is i a know this this season, I feel like I'm almost half to it away because the last couple of movies we saw had some. Well, no. oh yeah, Mortal Kombat. All of them I, had I was other just, movies. No. I was just messing with you. I was just it was a joke. I, I didn't but mean even, for it to be taken seriously. Even Mortal Kombat is it's his own story <laughs> from the beginning, starting over, and just like this is. So you don't have to like have any preconceived notions or anything. You just have to say how was this movie as the characters were introduced to you, because we're all getting introduced in the same way. I don't remember anything about Jack Ryan. Big J had said just in passing that whoever character that Michael B. Jordan plays, John Kelly had popped up in another movie before, but I don't remember what the hell movie that was. You, what Willem Dafoe played him. Is that what she said? Yeah. I don't remember that at all, but that's okay. I mean, times. this is a whole new thing and a whole new take on it. So okay. just take it at face value. So, so I'll wipe all that out. But yeah. So I mean, starting within the first what? five to 10 minutes, there's already a little bit of conflict. So you kind of know who might be a good guy, who might be a bad guy and where that's going to go. And like I said, my mind was trained to think that the whole time and I was wrong. 
um, given what happens. And again, we'll talk about that later. So I like Michael B. Jordan. I'm a fan. I didn't almost didn't want to be a fan of this at the beginning. And then as things unfolded and I watched more, I got more interested in what was going to happen or who was doing what or where he was going to go, you know, given what happened. I mean, again, I can't say, say too much, but some pretty big turns of events happened pretty early on in the movie. And so you wonder what he's going to do here and what way he's going to take it and how everything's going to unfold in the end. And we'll get to that. But I would say overall, I don't know, again, the plot line jumped around to me. Some of this stuff I did not think is plausible when I really look at it. And those are the questions I'm going to ask you guys later. But I was looking at more of like a video game sense, given some of the Tom Clancy video games, it felt kind of like a video game watching it for a while, like just how it was playing out and how all the action scenes went. But if we're going like letter grade on this, I, man, it's tough because I like certain aspects of it. Love Michael B. Jordan. I'm going to go with like a C minus on this. really loves Michael B. Jordan. God, he loves I him. do, but I like him in stuff like Friday Night Lights and a bunch of other movies he's been in. Which Would you um, say you would give Friday Night Lights like a, a C plus or... No, I'd give Friday Nights an A. Friday oh, okay. Nights an A plus. I love I just, that series. I just wanted a bar but that's the, to bar. Again, that's where he kind of. St- that's the first time I ever saw him, or I think a lot of people saw him on screen. He came in like season three or somewhere. Yeah, I was gonna say because he wasn't the star of Friday Night Lights, right? He was just kind of like a dude on it, wasn't he? No, he became later on in later seasons. He became as like the the main guy, the co the main coach shifted teams and all that stuff. He was on a different team than what was in the beginning. And he was like the star of the team. But wasn't like and Taylor Kirch, the star of Friday night lights. He was one That's of them. Yes. Show. Yeah. Kitch. Right. Taylor yes. Kitch, one of them. And the dude who ended up being one of the cops in LA's finest. I know big J hates and one of you guys hates that series, but um, he was the main quarterback at the beginning. And then it became Michael B. Jordan along the way. It's been years since I've seen it, but he did become a star in, in the later seasons. And in those, I thought he was fantastic. Didn't know who he was. I just thought he played a great role in those movies. His character was awesome. Then as I started to see him pop up in movies along the way and became this bona fide movie star, I thought it was really cool to see where he came you know, to now. And so I'm a fan. So it's hard to approach some of these movies with like not really caring about the plot line or what the movie is when you like the people in it. So I think I've rated movies before based on the character, the the actual actors, more so than I have the movie itself. Because well, like I said on this, I didn't didn't love the plot, but I do like the act. At least Michael B. Jordan in it, so that's probably what evens it out to like a C for me, C minus. That's what Hollywood wants you to do, by the way. This is why people I know. get cast in things mm-hmm. so that you it worked watch them for the character and not the actual plot line and you just follow around. So if Michael B. Jordan wasn't in this and it was just, it was William Defoe, what are we talking about here? What, what are you giving it? Probably in the, in the D lower D range. If it's like an actor, I didn't really like. Um, reaction. But, yeah. Now, um, I want to know what your guys' grades are because I, I never know with you guys, like which way it's going to go. If you're going to love it or hate it. Like I was shocked when you didn't like, Godzilla and Kong. I thought that was kind of up your alley and it wasn't at all. So I just never know where yeah, you're going to land. We're wild cards, man. We're unpredictable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to give a seat to everything except for uh, something that reminds you of something that you saw in the 90s. And even then, it's a question. <laughs> so uh, I'll yeah, go. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll go next here. How about oh, that? No. Okay. 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 Uh, and so, uh, you know, I've seen uh, a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, criticism about this movie going in. So I wasn't sure, you know, how I was going to feel about it. And and unlike you, Randy, uh, you know, I don't, um, and, and Nick probably, I don't really uh, judge movies based on the plots or any of that thing. I, I go kind of like, hey, how is this? 
how does this emotionally make me feel? Like that's the thing I want out of a movie is the human emotion and contact thing. And so uh, the beginning of this movie, I was like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't really think that, you know, I'm going to be able to get into a place where I care about what's going on here. And and uh, so the opening parts of this movie just kind of didn't grip me. And then I finally started to come around and uh, started to enjoy some of the performances for sure. Um, Jody Turner-Smith, who plays Karen Greer, um, uh, the commander of the of his SEAL team, uh, I thought was spectacular and awesome. I thought Michael B. Jordan was great. I thought the guy who played Ritter was gr- good. Uh, so I kind of got locked into that. And as the movie started to flow and get, get moving a little bit, uh, obviously, you know, I kind of had an idea what was happening, you know, just based on some of Tom Clancy's novels. So, um, but, but the interesting thing here is this is very different from the book itself. And, um, you know, the, the characters or whatever, I thought kind of started to get flushed out a little bit, but I really felt like, man, this reminds me of like uh, a late eighties and nineties action movie. You know, there's just a lot of action and some of the stuff doesn't make a total sense and you can kind of see what's coming, but you know, it, it's got that there were some moments we'll talk about them in spoilers where I'm like, yeah, that's a little silly. Um, but that's kind of what you had in that era of action movies. And so, uh, I started to kind of appreciate it for that as well. So when I got down to it, I'm like, man, I, I, near the end, I was like, I was really into what was going on. And and I felt like I really got there in an emotional way and, and felt for what was going on with Michael B. Jordan's character. Um, and, and, you know, the, the kind of the situation that he was in, I, I felt bad and, and for him and, and just didn't know what was going to happen. So um, I thought it was a fun ride. I, I didn't mind that the, it was a short ride, too. It was only, I think, an hour and 30 minutes, uh, if that. So hour um, and 40. Yeah. Hour and 40 minutes. So, I'm, you know, I, I give this a B plus for me, especially when the fact that it's on Amazon Prime and it, you didn't have to pay anything for it. Uh, you're already paying for Prime. I mean, it's it's good entertainment. And me personally, I hope we see you get to see... Um, Michael B. Jordan take another shot at, at John Clark, so or Kelly or whoever you want to call him. Um, so that's that's kind of where I was where I came out on the movie. Yeah, you're right. That actress who played his boss, oh, Mike That actress who played his boss was phenomenal. You're yeah. right about that. She was yeah, so good. she was great. And and yeah, yeah. Well, I can talk more about some of that stuff in, in the spoiler section. Yeah, and then uh, on my side of things, you know, uh, listen, when when I go see a movie, I just kind of want to have a good time. Either I'm emotionally invested in it or it it makes me laugh or uh, it's so bad that it makes me laugh. I'm all for movie experiences like this. And this is one of those that actually, uh, surprisingly to you, Jay, I I mean, I was – I was hooked in in the first 20 minutes just because of that kind of, it was gut wrenching, man. I mean, the whole situation, if you don't get emotional from what the journey he had to go through, uh, I'm not sure what's going on because it was, it was pretty rough, but when you break it down to its true form, Without remorse is a revenge film. That's that's what it really boils down to. And there's a lot of those out there right now. And that's what could probably make this one, if you compare it, I haven't seen like nobody, but I mean, also a revenge film. John Wick is one of the biggest revenge film franchises out there. I mean, revenge films are fairly in right now. And so that's when, when you hold it up to that particular mirror, I'm not sure how it does. But, you know, the Tom Clancy world, you could strip away Tom Clancy from this for as far as I'm concerned, because I... I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. I mean, I saw the Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan movies, but I didn't see the Ben Affleck one. I didn't see the Chris Pine one. So I'm not like a Clancy head and I don't play, I played the division and I tried to play ghost recon and that's about it. So I'm not super into it. I just had to enjoy this and listen, 
I'm all in on Michael B. Jordan. You can you can put him in, in whatever you want to put him in, and I'll probably watch him because he is fantastic. He brings levity. He brings emotion. He brings talent. He brings gravitas. He brings, you know, he commands the screen. He's ripped. The dude looks like he could actually kick your ass if he wanted to, and he also looks like he could be emotional if he wants to. He's got some range, and so I, I like this movie very looks, much, not he, as much as Jay. What? Go ahead. Looks like a great lover. Yeah, yeah, he can really get down, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. And uh and, and obviously he looks like he would be a great dad. And so there's all these things that tie into this particular movie. And so it, it is one of those where I, I enjoyed it. Um you're right, it also at the at its heart is an action film, and I think that's kind of what they were going for, although in different kind of style, like this seemed to be more long for form action scenes and going for the realistic kind of close contact stuff and, and realistic military experience action scenes, as opposed to, you know, as many, you know, RPGs as possible kind of action scenes and explosions. So I, I kind of dug that as well, but I thought they did a pretty good job. It looked good to me. It, it The cast was great as previously mentioned, which we'll get into a little bit in the spoiler sections, but overall I, I would recommend it, especially considering, yeah, you can't see this one in the movie theaters, even if you wanted to, it's only available on your TV. And I think it's worth your hour and 40 minutes. And I enjoyed it very much. I'm going to give it a B minus though, uh, because I think it's got some work to do and maybe just, maybe we'll see some of that. But overall, I think without remorse is, is worth watching for sure. Awesome. Spoiler ahead. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're going ballistic, man. Go get him. So uh, <laughs> we're in the B section, and then and then Randy, you know, he, he'll change that here by the end, I'm sure. Um, Sticking to a hard C. Okay. All right. So uh, spoiler alerts. Uh, not that I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess you know, we could be spoiling it for somebody out there. Oh, we're going to spoil this movie. Oh, yeah. All you right. Better believe it. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll start. Uh, the first spoiler that I wrote down was call sign Randy, baby. That was the call sign for uh, the guy they rescued at the very beginning right. of the movie. Call sign Randy. So it was nice to have a Randy shout out. And I'm surprised he didn't go up just at least half a grade because of that, Randy. Got <laughs> yeah. your name in the movie. You're in the movie, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did not. I did not love the, the beginning of it. Really? What? Now, why not? I don't know. Some of these movies take a while for me to sort of kind of like Jay saying he wasn't emotionally invested. It took a while to get to that point until once I knew it was going to be a revenge thing. And I was actually rooting for the revenge because you put yourself in his shoes. How are you going to feel? You're going to want to get revenge on everybody. And so uh, yeah. that you I was act waiting like for. His wife died 45 minutes into the movie. It was 10 minutes in. I mean, yeah, I'm just talking about the opening scene, the oh, opening scene, any kind of rescue. fight scene. I'm like, okay, here we go. It's going to be a long drawn out you know, type of thing, but it, it didn't, it turned around pretty quick. Once it became with the intruders and all that stuff, then I was more into it. Like, okay, what's going to happen now? But just that opening scene was not, I was not stoked. Yeah. You know, I mean, and maybe the time that I had mentioned that I was, you know, having some difficulty getting in is that first mission that they were on. It really just felt flat to me until, you know, he gets back and, and you he kind of, you kind of started to get a sense of, of who he was as a character uh, in the helicopter after that and being angry with Ritter uh, over the whole situation. And you kind of got it, but I just felt that they, that hit flat. And then it started to, you know, once we go into his family life, then that's when I started to be like, okay, I, I kind of see the characters and, 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 um, and, and what they care about and who they are. So, you know, it was at that point that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting a little more interested in this. I wish that they had maybe done this a little reverse, you know, and started out uh, with him in the middle of, of kind of uh, maybe even fighting for his life through some of this and then going back, flashing back to, 
to show us why he's doing it. But that was just, you know, it would have been a cool movie technique. But, you know, I mean, other than that, that's kind of like I felt like that first mission part was was a little flat for me anyways. What, what, what do yep, you think? And let me let me say that about the first mission, because it kind of ties into one of the issues I had about the movie. I mean, uh, while we talk about the bad guy isn't the bad guy, I don't think that's our fault because, I mean, the movie tries real hard to set Ritter up as the bad guy at the beginning. And there's no real reason for him to do his, like, you know, face turn halfway through the movie. I mean, he's legitimately lying to this group of soldiers about who they're going in to kill and who they're going to kidnap. And then he legitimately, to their face tells them that he doesn't that he doesn't care what they think and he knows that it's his actions that gets these people killed so he is a bad guy i don't yeah. understand what made him turn things around halfway through that feels like something that maybe ended up on the cutting room floor or something well like that. yeah maybe or why he turned uh, maybe he didn't maybe he was just you know he just following kind of, orders kind of thing yeah and and i think that's ultimately probably what um uh, but John, he seemed to enjoy the the first part of that i guess is what i'm saying do you know what i mean you're, it's one thing to follow orders. It's another thing to be a dick about it. And he was pretty much a dick about it. Well, or, even at the end, when Michael B. Jordan's character says, I was wrong about you, I was even thinking, were you, though? Like, <laughs> were, were, were you wrong? Right. Well, right. kind I, of. I, I, think, I think a couple things. One is that that um, the guy, uh, let's see, Jamie Bell, who played Ritter, uh, I think he was playing him as a very cynical CIA analyst operator kind of person. And so, you know, he I, that's why I think he wasn't invested emotionally in, uh, you know, um, the SEAL team and their and their guys because he's cynical. He's been through all this before. And it's just like, listen, you know, it, it could be you. It could be another team. It doesn't matter. The job's got to get done, et cetera. And um, and then, of course, in the world of Tom Clancy, like Ritter is kind of a bad guy he pops up in a couple other mo- in the clear and present danger movie where, um, you know, he's he's not the, the good guy. So who knows what comes of him down the road if they continue on this um, path? You know, we'll, we'll see yeah. how that is. But um, yeah, so but I can definitely understand, you know, why you would feel that way. I guess. What do you think the timeline for this movie was like just the revenge part? Because they, they kind of, you know, they do like the three months after the mission. That's when his, his poor wife and unborn child are killed. But you know, to me, it, I feel like after his injuries and being on life support and not sure in critical condition, he's not bouncing right back up. I mean, it looked like he still had some injuries he was overcoming, but he was clearly in rehab. So it feels like it took a while for him to kind of get on his feet. Right. They, they actually give you the exact timeline of how this goes down. If you, okay. uh, at the, at the end of the movie, the funeral, it shows when she dies cause they're, they're, they're buried together. Okay. Yeah. And then, so it shows when she dies and when he dies and it gives the dates. Um, oh, I didn't even so, look at uh, I, she died in July and, or no, God, now I can't, I can't remember. I think she died in July and then he ended up dying in September of the same so it's year. Like three months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it seems so, like you'd re- take a little bit longer to read But, I mean, he clearly was still a little bit banged up. But I was just like, man, I would think that it would take a while to get your ass out of that hospital bed before you were able to kick some ass again and choke a guy out with your leg considering you couldn't walk, you know, two months ago. But, listen, uh, Michael B. Jordan's a specimen. I don't doubt him at all. He could probably fly by the end of the year if we gave the chance to do so. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm all in. They, yeah. they sped up the, the rehab for sure. But yeah. the, the thing I didn't – I couldn't – had a hard time believing, though, is him getting out of that building in Russia. I mean – 
getting through all those obstacles. You know, it was like somebody online on like GTA five with a cheat code just got through everything. I was like, there's no way he comes out of all. I, of I had that. an issue with the response time as well. Like if there were bombs and snipers and all that, there'd be way wow. more police there and they'd be there much, much faster. I don't know. It I, is I agree. Russia. I don't think he's getting out. It is Russia. Yeah. And, and they just drove away in the van and he's just up there. And I was like, there's no way he's getting back. I thought, I really thought he was sacrificing himself and there was no way. Well, he, he did. He, he did back. put on a Russian uniform in order to right. escape. The yeah, I thought it was a nice. I also don't. Think, I don't think he's going to be able to put that, like, put on that flak jacket with his arm hanging the way it was either. But uh, it's still. I thought it was a great ode to the professional. <laughs> uh, myself. So, uh, but you know, and that's the thing too. That this whole thing is is based off of a, I don't know, '80s trope. If you ask me, of trying to you know set up a war between Russia and America. Um, it certainly doesn't speak to, you know, the current political, you know, geopolitical problems and issues. Um, you know, that's why I kind of felt like it was 80s, 90s. And it's weird, too, because, you know, that would be in a typical um, Tom Clancy, you know, novel. But that's not what happened in the actual book Without Remorse. Um, so it's just very interesting that they went that direction. And um, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's clear they tried to, to you know, um put it in present day, you know, that was a big thing. So the Cold War stuff that Tom Clancy wrote about doesn't really uh, take precedence today. And so the the idea of starting a new one was actually a pretty interesting wrinkle, I thought. But also, and they kind of said that, Guy Pierce said that in his little reveal speech at the end. That about we need Russia. Fi- yeah, that we need, we need a common enemy because we're fighting, half the country hates each other because we have nobody else to hate. So that kind of made sense to me. By the way, speaking of casting, uh, Hollywood, this is how I knew it was coming. Guy Pierce hasn't been a good guy since Christ was a kid, man. The second yeah. he's on the screen, I know he's going to yeah. turn bad. My, you know, it's my wife hates that guy because of the Count of Monte Crisco. <laughs> no, not Christo. Crisco, like Christo. the fat Christo, yes. Christo. Uh, so, yeah, he's always a bad guy. I mean, pfft. When I mean, he... so even though they were painting him as one, I'm like, where's the flip? Where's he going to be the bad yeah. guy? And then it came, and I was like, okay, it makes sense now. There you go. The other part that I wanted to uh, to yap about a little bit was uh, how about Burt Kreischer showing up, former guest of the morning after. I- I'm not sure I'm buying him as a CIA assassin, but he was the guy that uh, that was the the big bad that blew himself up. And so I thought it was that, interesting. That is not Burt Kreischer. That, uh, no, it's Burt some from Stranger Things. What's his last name then? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, his name is is actually Brett uh, Gelman. Brett Gellman, another guest. Nice. Answer. Sorry, I had you I had got Bert you Kreischer got our guest mixed up, but he's great. I, I love that dude. He's a great character actor. He's awesome, but I just don't buy him as a CIA assassin. But uh, it was cool to see him in there for just a little bit of a bit part as far as uh, casting issues I had. But uh, you know, we talked about how this thing could continue maybe down the road. Tell me, you both saw the post credit scene? Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys uh, that. Wait, post-credit scene? Oh my God, Big J turned off the movie before the post-credit scene. Yeah. So to, no. to Big J's defense, I've been doing that on most of these movies because Stop. it's different than in a theater when we're together and we all stayed and we but wait. It's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, damn it. But what still, what was it at home? They're setting it off. Up, so they're setting up, they're clearly setting up a franchise. So here is the the post-screen or the post-credit scene. Uh, you fast forward, it says one year later, right? After the credits roll, it says one year later and you see Michael B. Jordan in front of the Washington monument and uh and he's just standing there and then Ritter comes up behind him and says John and uh and Michael B. Jordan says congratulations uh what does he say uh that what's the head of the CIA called all of a sudden I can't even the director 
director. Yes, he says, congratulations, director. You got way to go on the big promotion. And Ritter says, thank you. And, uh, and then he says, what are you doing here? And he says, I, I have an idea. I want to put together a team oh, of good. counter-terrorists. Ooh, Rainbow Six, the- Rainbow That's Six. exactly it. Yeah, okay. He said, he goes, I've got an idea. We work with NATO and I'm in charge of it. And, and he goes, and what do we call this thing? And he says, I want to call it Rainbow. And then he asks him why. And he says, it's personal. And he says, who's going to head it up? Yeah, but they ask who's going to head it up. And he says, me. And then he goes, good to have you back, John. And he says, it's good to be back, mother effer. Uh, except he didn't say the F word. And so uh, that's how the post credit scene laid out. So they're clearly setting up the the Rainbow Siege, or Rainbow Six Siege kind of franchise out of this thing. That's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, that's way over like due because that book is fantastic. It's a really good book. And, and you know, it was really ahead of its time um, because of the, just the world of terrorism and, and how, you know, it ended up working with all the different agencies throughout the world that work together now. Um, so that's really awesome. And, and, you know, the thing about it too, is that uh, it was, we were talking about um, Jody Turner Smith's character, Karen Greer. So, you know, her, um, her, in the, in the movie anyways, her, her uncle that they were calling uh, was played by James Earl Jones in the previous movies, uh, Admiral Greer. And okay. he was a major part of the CIA, um, actually. And he's the guy who got Jack Ryan into the CIA for the most part. So uh, that's, you know, another name that kind of, I guess, if you want to call it, a um, you know, an Easter egg or, or what. But uh, that that was pretty cool, I thought. Does this so, tie in at all to the John Krasinski uh, series on Amazon? Does anybody watch that? Do we know if there's any Easter eggs for that in this, that they're planning on marrying those together? That's a great question. I, I mean, it would make perfect sense. But Krasinski is nowhere to be found on any of these credits, um, you know, as far as producing or whatnot, because I think he no, produced. But I'm just wondering if there are other characters involved in that show that maybe were involved in See, this. I feel that bad because I watched a couple episodes of, of uh, Jack Ryan and I just didn't get into it. Um, so I'd have to maybe go back and that would be cool though. That'd be neat. Was she, was she in any of those or just referenced in them? Not her. I don't think, no, her. but her, but it, it, her, is she at all in like the previous movies? Like the, her, like his niece or anything, Jay? No, no, no. They just wanted to throw that name in, I think, uh, um, you know, to, to the whole oh. thing because of the, you think it's a made up character? Like she's not in the books or anything like that? No, I don't remember her in the books at all, okay. but, but Admiral Greer was so. But that's great. I, I I hope that they do continue to do this because Michael B. Jordan was great. I think it would be great for him to be able to take on this role and continue on doing it. Be so awesome. the, the one thing I couldn't figure out, the question that I had was to, before the ending credit stuff, when he when Ritter sat down and asked for a favor, what was the favor he was asking for? Was it to let John Kelly go and get him the passports and stuff? Is that what the favor was? Yeah. I think so, right? It, to get him the the other identity. Because she mentioned okay. that the CIA gave, came up with this identity for him. So I'm pretty sure that was it. Who he was asking, I don't know. We've never seen the guy before. But I think that was the favor he was looking for, to just give him a free pass to, to create a new life or something like that was the idea for giving this in exchange for the information. Because he also played the tape at that scene, you know, with the guy Pierce confession, so. Yeah, because I thought it was it was the president at that point, right? Because he was going all the way up. And I was like, this has to be a pretty big ask. They could just make the fake passports and stuff on their own. So I thought maybe there was like a bigger thing that I missed, but I guess not. No, uh, they, they would need to do that in order to keep the character going. I mean, Any other spoilers you guys want to get into? No, just, uh, you know, watch the ending credits yeah. now. Because they really got to – it's hard to do that with an at-home movie because I don't think a lot of people stick around, right? They're just changing the next – I hadn't I seen anything about it. I mean, it. You, you, we all should be kind of used to this. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised at this point if it's a big tentpole movie and there's not something after the credits. So I'll always fast forward at least to look 
and it, it, Amazon gives you a nice little preview window at the bottom so you can kind of see. So I just clicked forward until I saw another picture and I was like, ooh, here we go. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I don't watch them in real time. I can't expect, they think they expect you to do that. So no, but you should, everybody should, just in case. If it's a big temple movie. I mean, if you're watching, you know, something part two, probably a good idea. Or a Mortal Kombat, probably a good idea, even though they didn't have anything this time. But still, it's it's probably good. Practice. I did I did look for Mortal Kombat to see if there was one. That's um, what happens. You get burned once, and yeah, then you're like, no yeah. way it's going to happen again. Never even thought about it. Cool. I'm going to check it out. All right. Uh, beautiful. Does that bump up the grade a little bit because they're setting up a franchise, Big J? Mm-hmm. No. Still no. B+. Plus. Son of a bitch. How about you, Randy? Now that you understand it and we explained it to you like a two-year-old, do you bet like it a little bit better? <laughs> No, I'm sticking no, like a like a stubborn two year old. I'm sticking Here, in my my grade. Here's the ultimate question: Did you fall asleep? No, I have not. You know what's crazy about this? I've not fallen asleep during any of these. Lights are that on. We've watched so far. What's that? Because the lights are on. Well, right. I don't I don't have those really comfy chairs either that recline and they're heated and all that. You know, and we're also not seeing them at seven o'clock at night. We're Randy's bedtime either. After a long day of, of double duty at jobs, yes, Dude. yes. <laughs> well, uh, beautiful. We got ourselves a uh, a mid-level winner, I would say, for Without Remorse. Randy's given everything a C these days, so you can discount his opinion if you want. Uh, Big J and I say it's worth a watch. And listen, if you got Amazon Prime, it ain't costing anything but time. So check it out for yourself, and uh, let's support Michael B. Jordan in every movie that's ever made. Uh, we haven't talked about what's next. Do we know what the next episode of the Morning After the Movies podcast is going to be? Uh, boy, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is it Black There's Widow? So- uh, God, I hope something comes out before Black Widow, but uh, there's something on HBO Max coming that we might be able to uh, tackle and mess around with, so we'll see. Either way, it won't be long before you hear from us again. Make sure you click the like button, click subscribe, download, do everything you can to make us a part of your podcast, fun and regular listening experience. We always appreciate your time. Randy, we appreciate you looking like a force ghost. That's always awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for hanging out with us on Morning After the Movies. We'll talk to you soon.